Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Yes, yes, it's Thursday. You know what that means? It's time for another Supercoach preview for the week ahead. A round four where I think it's going to be pretty cut and dry to work out whether you're going to be having a successful week or not based off the first three games of the week. Now, obviously, we have the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, and the Storm playing in these first three games. Obviously, people are expecting a lot of points to be scored here. I think this is where a lot of captain's choices are going to come from. As for captains, let's get straight into it off the bat. Captain of the Oz. Now, as we touched on before, I think the first three games where a lot of your captain's choices are going to come from. Obviously, first game of the week, we have the Panthers taking on Manly and pretty, pretty clear cut choice, Nathan Cleary. Look, it's it's one of these weeks where I think with captains, I'm never a fan of just going a straight C because it is risky, but this is the week that I think it could pay off. Look, Nathan Cleary in the first game, Jerome Luai, even if you have him, and obviously my man Brian Toto, I think he's a fantastic VC option. But if you're going to go straight C off the bat, Nathan Cleary looks to be the clear-cut choice. I think if everyone's expecting this game to go the way it's going to go, there's going to be a fair few points put on the board, and it's going to be pretty one-sided. But stranger things have happened in the league, but uh, I think Nathan Cleary's locked in for a pretty pretty set-and-forget 80 points at least this week. Uh, Jerome Luai, we know the ceiling that he has. And Brian Toto, with the added addition of Matt Burton on his inside, having more of a pass-first player, I think it's really going to help him open up the attacking outlets. As for the next game, it is the Rabbitohs taking on the Bulldogs, and I think this is the Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell show. A lot of people are weighing up these two options here. Look, both these guys obviously don't have the, I guess, the flaw of Nathan Cleary, but they definitely have a, a plethora of attacking upside. Latrell can go off for 150 on his day. Cody Walker has the, the Supercoach record of 203 points. Put a post up on Facebook a couple of days ago asking if this record will be broken at all this year, and people are suggesting it might get broken by Cody Walker this week. So obviously, if you put the captaincy on Cody Walker and he goes off for 203, then Look, uh, I think you're in for a pretty, pretty good week. A 400-scoring captain is obviously never a bad thing. As for Luttrell, like I said, 150 is probably his ceiling, but he's been providing a week-in, week-out for owners. I think uh, I think he's on the cards for a safe 70 as well this week. And the last very, very juicy matchup sees the Melbourne Storm take on the Brisbane Broncos. Being given the all-clear to fly to Melbourne, there were some concerns they might have to play in Sydney, but looks like they're playing at Melbourne. And yeah, look, the way that the Storm are going to bounce back, it's going to be a very, very tough time to, to face them. I think they've only lost three in a row two or three times on the occasion, and I think one of those was during an origin time. So, look, it's it's a bad, bad time to be uh, versing the Melbourne Storm this week. Cameron Munster, Ryan Pappenhausen, this one has them written all over it. 
look, the, the case of, of Pappy, look, this is the thing. If you're going to go Pappy, then obviously no Tedesco. If you're going to go Munster, no Walker, if you own both of those, for example. So this, it's it's the hard choice. Like, it's a pretty easy captain's choice, but it's a hard one working out between who of them. There's a select group of about six players this week, all playing on, uh, on three sides, and three of them take up the one position in Luai, Munster, and Walker. Look, I think if you own Adam Reynolds uh, as a pod move, I don't think he's a bad option either to send that from the pack. If they put on a, a plethora of tries, there could be a fair, fair bit of goal kicking coming Adam Reynolds' way. But for me, I think Munster could go off for 120-plus here. And as a guy that doesn't own Munster, watching him every week is very, very scary in the fact that he just looks so electric week in, week out. As for Pappy, uh, we know what he did in the first half against the South, and if they can continue that performance for 80 minutes, then I think Pappy was on track to, to break the record. He was on 100 at half time. Look, if, if we get Pappy at 100 and half time again this week, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty, pretty good week for, for Pappenhausen owners. So, captain's choices done and dusted for another week. I mean, we can touch on other games, but I don't think they're near as crucial as the, the first three. I mean, Tyson Frizzell versus his former club. If you own Frizz, it's a decent option. Um, I think putting the captaincy on for feeder this week is a is a risky play. I don't expect him to be going as big as what he has the last couple of weeks, but I definitely think that the first three games are where your captain's choices are going to come from. I think they're what's going to set apart the rest of the team. I mean, we can touch on Tedesco pretty quickly. Yeah, he's playing in a side with with obviously a new halves combination. The reports are that Joey Marnie will be playing six with Sam Walker to play seven. Obviously, that was Walker was named at seven, but Manu will slot in from all reports. So it's going to be interesting to see Tedesco's output. I'm happy to wait a week on him and see what he does. If he goes big, then I'll cop it on the chin. It's been now four weeks in a row that I'm not going to captain Tedesco, so I don't expect some halves changing. It's going to make me jump on the train just yet, but we'll wait and see. But for now, let's move into the buy, holds, and the sells. And first up on the buy list, uh, I've got any South City Rabbitohs backline. Look, Mansour, Campbell Graham, Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Dan Gagai, and Alex Johnson. I think you can't go wrong with any of these guys for the next three matchups. I think South have the the juiciest of three-week draws coming up. I think they play Manly, the Bulldogs, and the Broncos from memory. So, so there's definitely worse times to be on the South Sydney bandwagon. Look... People are worried about Campbell Graham and his output isn't the same as last year, but they just had zero ball. Uh, I think you can still pick him up and, and expect an okay output from him regardless. And, and with the draw coming up, the attacking opportunities are going to be uh, endless, I feel. Yeah, like these guys are low ownership players, but they're low ownership for a reason. If it pays off, it pays off huge for you. The only concern I have with someone like an Alex Johnson is obviously he needs those tries and he is on the strong attacking side. The base isn't fantastic. It isn't the same as someone like a Brian Thottle. But um, yeah, look, Adam Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, I feel like that combination is going to light up for the next few weeks. Latrell Mitchell's only going to benefit that. Dane Gagai has a very good base stats for a center wing. And Mansour, we know what he can do in his Penrith days and hopefully that he finds that form for the Bunnies. As for the next buy... I think it's no surprise it's Josh Schuster from Manly. Now, this young kid is just filling in wherever he's needed. Uh, look, I think all the reports were that he is a natural 5'8", and yeah, look, has, has to buy his time. The injury crisis has seen him slot into the second row, and slot in pretty seamlessly. It's pretty obvious this kid has talent and uh, and can create his own space left, right, and center. So a minus 60 break even, I think, at 200K is going to make you a lot, a lot of cash. It's just a case of how you're going to get him in. 
Uh, personally, this week, I, I can't bring him in, unfortunately, for the trades that I'm making. But, um, yeah, I'm never going to begrudge you guys for, for bringing in a guy that is with a minus 60 break even. And the last buy for me this week is Tyron Peachy. Um, honorable mentions go to Stephen Crichton here being named at fullback. I think that's only going to help his case moving forward with Dylan Edwards out. But Tyron Peachy has retained the 13 jersey, or not the 13 jersey, but the 13 job. Obviously being named off the bench last couple of weeks and, and starting last week. But uh, he's, he's been named at 13 this week with Tino Fasul Malawi moving into prop. I'm not too worried about that for Tino. I think his workload's going to stay the same. He's had two scores over 60, one score below 50 in a in a week where he had to play on the edge with David Fafita out with that HIA. But look, Peachy just gets through a lot of work. Uh, people are concerned about the minutes, but he's clicking, I think, about 1.4 ppm at the moment. So uh, has a 40 to 45 base on average. So I definitely can see a huge amount of upside for Peachy in a tough Raiders game as well. I think he's going to be asked to do a lot of uh, a lot of work to the middle. And he's a, a similar mold to Connor Watson that he can just uh, create nothing out of, sorry, create something out of nothing. And uh, yeah, look, I really like the buy. He's a dual position as well, which is going to help later down the line. As for the holds this week, um, I've put Sam Walker in the hold category, not holding off selling him, obviously, but holding off buying him. It's very subjective for me. I feel like you have to get Sam Walker if you need the cash. And personally, I do need the cash this week, so I am getting him in. But I feel like if you have no pressing issues and there is no need to rush getting him in, you can have a, a decent look at him for two weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's team by team on this. I feel like if you're going to get him in, you're getting him in because he is bottom dollar and you need the cash to free up room elsewhere. But um, ideally, you'll want to wait two weeks and have a look at him before uh, everything hits the fan. The next hold for me is Josh Jackson. Now, a very similar mold to Angus Crichton was suspended for a week with that crusher tackle. I don't think it's panic stations just yet. We are getting closer and closer to Luke Thompson's return, which could be a little bit confusing for Josh Jackson owners, but we still get one more round of him in round five. So with a with a low break even, happy to wait a week on him and bring him in uh, or and trade him out once that break even reaches too high or the minutes start getting taken away from him by Luke Thompson. And the very, very last hold for the week is Cecilia Tupanua. Now, uh, Tupanua has been in my side from day one. He has been fantastic for me for the first two rounds, a pretty average round last week. Look, the reason he's in the hold category is because he has lost his his halves partner in, in Luke Keary. No longer going to be feeding him that brilliant ball that we were accustomed to. But thanks to a, a brilliant uh, opening two games, we still do have a, an okay break even. I think it's 26 at the moment. And yeah, his base isn't fantastic, but he will definitely... Um, still create more than 26 points in base. So for me, Satili Tupanu is a sell. Uh, the similar case to Josh Jackson, when that break even starts getting up over sort of the 55, 60 range, that's when we will look at moving him on. But um, yeah, look, we, we know we need those attacking stats from him, but with a with a low break even, I still feel we can eke out another price rise or two before jumping off the, the bandwagon on Tupanu. And the sells this week, um, no surprise that a lot of this is made up by the injury ward from last week, um, Luke Keary, obviously season's over. I don't need to explain too much about him. If you brought him in last week, uh, it sucks. If you brought him in for that Nathan Cleary cover, uh, it's dreadful because you, you bring a guy in and then have to burn a trade. Yeah, he made a little bit of cash, but it's probably not worth it for the trade that you wasted. So you cop that one on the chin, just get rid of Keary. As for Bradman Best, another guy who was looking to really kick on in 2021. Um, we know how highly touted Best is. A, a really good score the week before. Saw a lot of people bring him in for center wing cover. And uh, yeah, before the game kicked off, was ruled out with an elbow injury. I think he's out for around four to six weeks. So um, yeah, look, another one of these guys that just cost too much money to have a city on the sideline. We get guys like Brian Kelly coming back soon. So 
could use the cash to to swap to Kelly, but um, yeah, unfortunately for for Kiri and and best owners, it's a trade out for them. And the last man I've got on the trade list is a Joe Offahengawi from the Tigers. Now, was a pretty attractive mid range option to start the year, uh, 330k or something starting for the Tigers. But after the last couple of weeks, we see Zane Musgrove win the starting spot and Offahengawi pushed us to the bench. I mean, that wouldn't all be doom and gloom. But he's just not providing enough impact off the bench. He's not someone like a Leeson Armour or a Tui Kamikamika that can provide good minutes and, and good base off the bench. So for me, unfortunately, if you picked up Joe Offahengawi, he's also a, a sell. Then we move into trade talks for the week. Uh, this is the trade that I'm making. Last week, I penciled in Sean O'Sullivan, had him there all week, and then chickened out last minute, took the AE, brought in Ryan James, and it was all disaster from there. Obviously, O'Sullivan scored 70-odd. Ryan James scored a six, so yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't work in my favor. This week, uh, I'm just going to stick to my trades. I don't really care what happens. It's always a golden rule of Supercoach. Stick to your gut. And I haven't been the last couple of weeks, and it's, it's really punished me. So look, this week, Ash Taylor has to come out of the side. It's just too much money to be sitting there two weeks in a row. Uh, that means I am bringing in Sam Walker. As we touched on in the buy, holds, and sells, uh, hold off Walker for as long as you can. The only way I could make the, the next trade happen that I wanted um, was to bring in Sam Walker, unfortunately. So have to go early on him. He isn't a reserve in my side, but definitely, um, yeah, look, if he's six rounds, going to make some good cash. I can get in early, save the trade. But ideally, it's not something I wanted to do. But um, yeah, look, if I had Sean O'Sullivan in there, I couldn't make the trade that I wanted to. So I guess it's a, a win-win there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As for that other trade that we are talking about, it is um, one of the most hyped players all preseason in David Fusatua. Now, obviously, the Fuss hasn't scored a try in uh, in the first three rounds, so it's really going to hurt. doesn't have a fantastic base. Haven't been playing him in my 17, so there's no need to hold a guy that's just going to lose cash. It was a toss-up between Fusatua and Saab. Saab's cheaper, so I'm, uh, with a similar break-even, so I'm happy to hold him and just see how that pans out. But the Fuss comes out, and a man from the Rabbitohs that we touched on before, Dane Gagai, he comes in. Really happy with the base that Gagai's got. I think he's got about a 30 to 35 base with 20 evading stats, so a pretty safe 50 on a quiet night for him. And with the draw coming up, uh, if he can link up well with uh, with Latrell or, or Cody Walker, he's a, he's a really good line runner as a center. I feel like on that strong side, he could crash over. The only downside to Gagai is he could be used as more of a decoy to get Alex Johnson some more ball, but uh, he's hoping that the, the Gagai move pays off. I find it very, very funny that all preseason I was talking about cheap center wings, cheap center wings, cheap center wings, and here we have Ferguson, Toto, and... Um, Gagai as my uh, as three my premium center wings so it's funny how Supercoach pans out um not everything goes to plan but yeah happy to take back that cheap center wing thoughts because it just hasn't worked out for guys I mean Jermaine Sarko is one that I, I want to touch on he'll come up a little bit later in the listener Q&A but 
a guy that I was pretty keen on all preseason for the first three rounds, and then after that, his draw was horrendous. So Asako was was never really an option for me. Uh, really happy with the Fergo pickup last week. Uh, scored a double, which which helped the price. I think he's up now over 400k. So we looked to move Fergo on in a couple of weeks, but yeah, for now, it's Ash Taylor out, Sam Walker in, David Fusatua out, Dane Gagai in. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. Yes, hot takes. Um, haven't been going too bad with these, in all honesty. I think the the year tally. I think I've tipped 17 hot takes and 11 have come through. It's not a bad strike rate. Um, this week, we've gone back to six. Last week was a little bit grim. And these ones are even more spicy. So if these come off, they look great. If they don't, um, then yeah, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop it. But for the first one, we have Brian Toto to score over 100. Maybe a little bit of a bias here because of the uh, the VC option I've got on him. But I think he's been crying out for a try. Was robbed of one last week. Uh, Stephen Crichton moves to the fullback. I think there's more attacking opportunities for Toto. The next, I've got Adam Reynolds over 85, um, hand in hand with what we said about the South Sydney back line. Um, just hoping that the ball goes through Adam Reynolds more than Cody Walker. And uh, yeah, even if they score seven, eight tries, that's um, that's 30 to 40 points in, in goal kicking for Adam Reynolds, one of the best boots in the competition. The next, I've gone Pappy over 100. Um, another one of these games where he's playing a weaker opposition and we hope that he can capitalize a try, a couple of try assists from, from Pappenhausen. We'll really see that score shoot up. The next I've gone David Fafita under 60. Now, look, I think people are jumping on Fafita after two fantastic weeks of, of try scoring. I'm happy to sort of wait on him and see if he's going to prove himself to be more uh, a base stat uh, guru putting them out rather than just relying on these attacking stats. I post a question on my Instagram and my Facebook today asking if David Fafita is a luxury or a must-have, and the results were pretty mixed. I think it was split even. I think he received... About 480 votes for no, or 480 votes for, for a luxury and about 360 for a must-have. So split towards the option of, of being, a, being a luxury buy. I think that's the case as well. I think he's more in a Viliami Kikau type mold. One of these guys that's going to score 50 when he's locked up pretty well. But obviously we know against weaker matchups he could explode. The next hot take that I have is Tyson Frizzell to score over 80. Now, against his old club, uh, I think he'll want to be right in the mix of everything. We just need Frizzell to get a couple of attacking stats. And, um, yeah, look, who knows? With Blake Greenback coming off the bench, we could definitely see some some sparks light up there for Frizzell. And the last one, Sam Walker. Now, I've picked Sam Walker to go over 55 here. I just feel with the rumors going around with Joey Manu to play a six, there's going to be a bit more ball-playing responsibility on Walker. I feel like in that final 20 meters, he could be a good fifth tackle option. Um, I've made it no secret all preseason that I haven't seen much of this kid play, but from what I have seen in the trials and New South Wales Cup, he looks very, very competent, looks very mature for, for a young 19-year-old. So, yeah, look, Sam Walker, um, definitely happy to, t- to see him succeed. Jeez, we've already been going for 17 minutes. These podcasts seem to be getting longer and longer with the more input that you guys have. We do have listener Q&A. Uh, I was on a train to Sydney yesterday when I posted this on my Instagram. Got about 85 to 100 replies. I tried to reply to as many as I could in the DMs because a lot of them were double-up questions. But look, we've we've narrowed it down to sort of 20 options today. If, once again, if your question didn't get answered today on the pod, it's because it was a double-up question. Obviously, you guys are going to predict what a lot of these are. It's going to surround the the first six games and, and who to go for and trade targets. But hopefully we can answer as many as we can and uh, and try and get you guys some, some decent advice. So Mac asks, have Munster and Walker at 5'8". Do you trade one of them out for Schuster? Now, nah, look, I think if you've set yourself up for luxury options in both those guys, then Schuster you're happy to miss on. 
Brett asks, center wing targets, thoughts on Toto, Gagai, and AJ. Uh, we've touched on Gagai and AJ. Either of them are fine. Different outputs from both of them. Uh, I think AJ has the highest ceiling, but Gagai has the better floor. As for Toto, um, I think he's the best center wing option in the game this year. James asks, I'm currently assuming, <laughs> he says, I'm assuming a man of culture like yourself has joined me on the Gagai train. Yeah, look, Gagai. I just I prefer guys with, with solid bases. I'm happy to give up that floor. Um, so I'm happy to give up that ceiling in the center wings if we can just get a better floor. So obviously someone like Brian Toto hasn't been scoring the tries in the last two weeks, but has put up scores of 50 and, and 55 all in base pretty much. The next comes from Liam. Thoughts on David Fita or Tohu Harris? Another one of these guys where we ask the question, do we go with the higher ceiling or the better floor? Tohu Harris is a safe 60 to 65 every week, whereas Fafita could go missing in games where he's wrapped up. Look, I think I think it depends on the makeup of your second row. If you have solid guys around, like guys like Mitch Barnett and Ryan Madison, then you can go with someone a bit more riskier in David Fafita. But it all really comes down to what you personally prefer. If you're happy to ride the lows and the highs of Fafita, then obviously uh, go for him because those highs are going to be uh, astronomical. But um, the lows could be a little bit crushing. So it's it's honestly a personal preference. Um, Max asks, Munster versus Walker. I think short-term, probably Walker. Pfft, it's hard. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'd say short-term Walker. But it's it's very much a toss of a coin there. I think if you're choosing between those two, it's not a bad option to have. I know that Munster is cheaper. And personally, I still feel Munster has the highest ceiling. We just haven't seen him click full flight, I think. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see the best of Munster. And I think he's going to be one that rivals at 203. Uh, William asks, Nikarima Williams for Kiri. I've made it no secret that I'm a huge fan of George Williams. I think he's going to be one of the best halfback options not named Nathan Cleary. So if you have the money to go with a George Williams, I'd be definitely going for him um, over someone like a Nikarima. We know his floor isn't fantastic. Uh, round two, he scored 34 when uh, he didn't really do much attack. So I think Williams is going to be in it. Most weeks with it with a better side, he's also in a side where he is the main playmaker. Jack White, and we know, is a, a phenomenal ball runner, but the playmaking side of things is probably left to William, so I'd much prefer him. Lachlan asks, ever worth captaining a player on a Thursday night? Look, we touched on this at the start of the podcast, no, but this is the week to do it. Uh, I think if you're going to go a straight seed, this is definitely the week um, to, to be yeah, really really going after that early captain choice. Uh, Kai asks, thoughts on Tyron Peachy as a pod? Obviously put him in the buys. Um, yeah, I think he's like 1% ownership or something ridiculous like that. So Tyron Peachy, definitely up there in terms of uh, being a fantastic buy this week. Matt asks, Latrell to Teddy, a good option for the next couple of weeks. Now, I was looking forward to this question a lot. There's been much talk on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, about the idea of selling Tedesco. I played with it myself. It's, um, it's the age-old question. Like, we... Obviously, for you guys that follow the Supercoach community pretty deeply, you'll know about the Turbo Hemi Cup. We, I guess it's all the podcasters in a league where, where we're doing a head-to-head league and you guys can follow along. But we have a, a little Facebook group chat and I honestly posted that question in there today. And a couple of the guys made a fantastic point that, yeah, if you if you trade out Teddy who averages 100 and, and a guy that averages 35, so that's 135 points for two guys that average 140, you're losing out on that potential 100 option with, with Teddy as a captain. Look, if he if he looks shot to bits with this new system, then uh, I'm not against trading him out. He's priced at about 880k at the moment with a break even of 124. So definitely, I'm not against trading him out. I just want to wait and see a week what happens because like you kick yourself if you trade Tedesco out and he just becomes a focal part of this attack and he goes off for 150. So personally, I'd be waiting a week on the Teddy sell. 
Reggie asks, Milf to Schuster, Tino to Fafita. Look, I I don't I don't like this in all honesty. I mean, I don't hate the Milf to Schuster. You're going to bank a lot of cash, but I don't like the Tino to Fafita trade. I, I think I'm one of the biggest fans of Tino now. The blokes had two scores over 60, one below 50, and he played on the edge. We've touched on that before, but look, he's a guy that's 500k that's going to get you 60 points a week. I don't see why everyone's rushing it, selling him out. You need these guys that is going to provide a good floor. We haven't seen any attacking stats from Tino either, so keep that in mind. We know how destructive he can be and a good try-scoring threat. So for me, I'd be holding Tino. I understand that David Fafita has had two good scores, but they are inflated by tries. So for me, it's that's a no. Aiden asks, who would your captain be if you don't have enough for a VC loophole? I think the safe option is just to go Cleary, straight out captain him on Cleary. If, if you can't VC loop, then he's probably the safest option this week. Jack asks, is the greatest halfback of all time, Chad Townsend, a sell? Look, the first three rounds, Chad's done his job, hasn't he? He's made a little bit of cash. His break-even is now 56, which is probably creeping up there for him. But, like, he's had two two great scores. Like, one score was, was heavily punished by poor goal-kicking. But, look, the Chad's done his job for the first three weeks. I'd maybe hold for one more week to see what he can do against an okay matchup. But, um, look, I'm not against selling him, but it's just depending on who you're going to bring in. You can always wait one more week and then bring in Sam Walker the next. But, um, yeah, look, I don't know. Chad's, Chad's done a fantastic job if, if you picked him up. Jack asks, Sullivan or Walker for the backup halfback spot? Obviously, Sullivan has runs on the board. He's NRL experience, but he's also 60K more. Um, it's one of these things where if you don't have to trade, I'll be waiting a week to see how they bounce back. Uh, Walker on his debut, O'Sullivan in his second game for the year. So if it's not pressing, wait a week on both those guys and you might be able to get a clearer answer. Fatboy Macca says, Cody or the Teddy for the big C? Um, out of those two, I think Teddy is the safer option, but we're, we're running the risk of what happens with this system. Um, I think Cody's going to be one of the most popular captain choices this week. So it's, it's really a flip of a coin. We know... Cody Walker can go missing and go quiet, like sub fifty. I don't ever see think we'd see a sub fifty score from Teddy. So it's uh, it's a case of rolling the dice, and it's one of those choices where if you get it right, you're going to pick up a lot of points on the opposition. Adam asks, should I trade in David Fafita or Brian Toto this week? Um, you guys should know that I'm going to say Toto every day of the week. An interesting question that I have got a lot of messages about, and look, I've singled out Tim Shaw here because he's the first one to put it through, but I think I probably got 15 or so of these questions. Is it worth getting rid of Little and moving Watson up to bring in Schuster? Now, Little's break-even's four, so there's still a fair bit of um, point-scoring opportunity, money-making opportunity for him. This is why I'm not bringing in Schuster myself, because I don't want to cut some of my cash cows dry. I know that Little has decent job security, um, Watson, I think out of all those, Watson's the one with the biggest question marks over him. Now, people might be asking, what the fuck are you talking about? But we have to remember that Blake Green comes back into the fold now. We know that he is the first choice, uh, six for Adam O'Brien, probably on the bench this week just because of a, an easing back in. But what happens now? Like, Kurt, uh, Blake Green comes back into the starting side, Kurt Mann drops to the bench. It's pretty clear that Adam O'Brien isn't going to use Connor Watson as a starting 13. So, are they going to share minutes? Look, I still think Watson obviously is an own. He's got a fantastic break here and he's making money. But I'd be watching out for that situation at Newcastle. Back to the Schuster-Little conversation. I think if you're so set on Schuster, then obviously get him. He's got a fantastic break even. But Little has still got a fair bit of money-making potential, I feel. Obviously priced higher as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with the with the minutes and when Curtis Sirian comes back from injury and how Schuster is going to get used. And the very last question of the day comes from jwob underscore eight. And he asks, is it okay to sell Fogarty to get Sam Walker? Look, I think 
if you're in this situation, you're, you're loving life, aren't you? Because you can hold Fogg for another two weeks. He performed really well without Ash Taylor there. Tanner Boyd looks to be more passive. AJ Brimson looks to be getting involved more. So I think Fogarty's going to be a big winner of this Ash Taylor injury. Hold him for another two weeks. Should be able to pump out some good price rises in that time. And then you can flick him off for Sam Walker and bank a lot of cash. But for everything, guys, that's it. Uh, all the listening Q&As, hot takes, captain choices, buy, holds, and sells. Um, I'm going to be dropping a podcast later on today about the talking points of the week of the week of footy coming up. But for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 